Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen, and I head up branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. We are in Karen's basement right now. <gasps> Finally, the finished this basement. mythical place that we've heard so much about, but <laughs> have never is actually visited. So yummy! It, it is. is so good. It's fun. It's so cozy. I can't take a good picture of it though. Well, that's because yeah, it's dark. It is, you, really it is dark. hard. You need a professional. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's not us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. Just take our word for it. It's cute. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Well, today our guest is Ryan McKelvey, our president. We've dragged him in here. Our fearless leader. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, we wanted to like pick your brain. Yes. You know, kind of talk pick about who away. you are, what we do, how we do it. We talk about you a lot on the podcast. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, you should be listening more closely. <laughs> I said I've listened to some, but not all so far. Right. We'll give you highlights. All right. um, but yeah, so tell us, how did you end up at Ballard? Give us a little history of you. Well, I um, well, I was born and raised in actually Macon, Georgia, just south of here in Atlanta, um, and went to the University of Georgia and studied finance. And I went into securities and brokerage after that, and really did not care for it too much. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what that is. Banking? No, it's selling stocks and oh, insurance ugh. and yeah. things like that, and financial planning and all of that. <laughs> and um, and really didn't. I, I wanted to be into more tangible physical things versus intangible kind of sales and um, so I started looking for a company to work for and I decided L.L. Bean and so I but why um, because I researched it a lot mm-hmm. and um, and and it was interesting because L.L. Bean had such a unique position as a business and that it was its, its simplicity and its commitment to quality and customer service you know I always remember their little their philosophy of their, of their company was so simple, just treat your customers like human beings and they'll always come back for more. Mm. And and I just thought that was you know an inspirational company to work for, so I kind of sought them out um, and wiggled my way into an informational interview with um, some poor soul who didn't know why I was coming to see him. <laughs> and, um, and from there, uh, they ended up offering me a position, uh, like a starting level position, and I worked for them in various positions throughout my career there and I was with Bean for like five and a half years um, and ultimately landed in the manager of product development in their manufacturing division which I really loved um, so I got to work on flannel sleepwear and dog beds and the boat and totes and the sportsman's luggage and then of course the Bean boot and uh, um, and which was great and then I got to lead up the project where we redesigned the Bean boot and changed the bottom from a from a what's it called a vulcanized rubber bottom to an injection molded bottom heresy it was heresy and um actually the president of bean at the time leon gorman would send around a quote the remember when new coke came out yeah oh, and yeah it was a big failure a bomb and it was were you like, guys alive I don't even know. Oh, I don't, they don't know, know what we're talking so about. They, I hate you. They did a whole new formulation of Coke, and they took the original Coke formula oh. off the market, and it was a bomb. And then they came uh, back out with Coke the Classic. They're like, Coke, just kidding. Coca-Cola Classic. And so he would send articles around. 
about that, which basically was saying, mm. don't screw don't, this up, Ryan. Don't mess up the bean boot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they were directed at you for sure. <laughs> right. So, um, so I actually left LL Bean to go and run the injection molding company that after that to make the bean boot bottoms. And um, I did that for a couple of years. And then we had our first child and moved back to the South and was looking for a direct company you know, that sells directly to consumers because like us. Because direct is like, like L.L. Bean's direct, right? Because right. they were one of the first catalogers. So they right. make their stuff and sell it directly to the public directly instead to of the, like to Macy's and then Macy's right. to the They'd public. They'd have a few retail stores, but not a significant number. But they were selling it to, yeah, direct to the consumer, like through the mail. Right, because at the order. time there was an internet right. to go Color, direct. So right. you had to mail a catalog. Right. Mail, it was mail order. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so I found uh, um, Ballard. Um, or I didn't, my wife did. Um, and um, they were looking for a liquidation manager and I applied. And so that's And how, that was how long ago? That was 18 in, years ago because you started yeah, when I it started. Was in May of 2000. You and came in oh, as liquidation So it's 19 manager. years ago. 19 Dang. years ago. Whoa, don't. <laughs> yes, I yeah. can add. Yeah. Oh, wait, so you came in to. As, well, I applied for a liquidation uh, manager. Uh, and interestingly <laughs> enough, um, it, it turned out that the the original founders, it, it, B- L- Ballard had been, so Ballard was founded in 1983 by um, by its founder Helen, and then in 1997 it was acquired by Cornerstone Brands, and uh, this was a group of old mail order. Uh, marketing and merchandising people who got together and said they were going to start acquiring groups, catalog companies mm-hmm. that were of similar customer backgrounds and all. And so Cornerstone purchased um, Ballard in 1997. And it turns out the guys who started it, a lot of them were old LL Bean um, people that mm-hmm. worked at LL Bean. Well, that makes and, sense, right? Lands in. So I applied for a liquidation manager and I got a call. Um, from someone who was acting as president of Ballard at the time, and um, he was a Cornerstone executive, and said, "Well, we, what, he had me in. He said, well, we decided we don't really want to interview for liquidation manager. We want to interview for the director of sourcing and quality.'" And um, and it turns out they were in Portland, Maine. So I just had to drive 15 minutes from my house for the interview. Oh, nice. And oh, um, so they ultimately that's what they hired me for. So I applied for one position and then got hired for something else. Mm-hmm. And then we're like immediately promoted to vice president. It was about a month. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was more of a battlefield. What? It was more of a battlefield promotion. <laughs> last man standing or something? What's that? You were last well, man standing? Yes, yeah, someone left unexpectedly. Oh, okay. And, they, and they're like, you'll do. Yeah, Get in all, there. Yes. <laughs> you know what you're warm. doing. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So, well, it's been a good run. Yeah, and so I've been there for for nineteen years. Uh-huh. Um, it's been great. I love. I love. What is job. your favorite thing about it? Um, I mean, I love what we do. Um, I love the the products that we develop. I love that we are helping people make their homes, you know, um, really special to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm proud of what we do. I mean, I, everything that we make and the way we do it, I mean, it's not that we don't make mistakes. And when we do, we try to admit to them, you know. Sure. Um, and You're going to um, get caught anyway, so just admit it up front. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, I, I mean, I'm just really proud of it. I'm real proud of the team and, the, you know, and everything that we have. I mean, like, we just happen to have a, a call from... You were one of our friends, Chris, who was changing jobs um, from the print, our printer. Oh, Chris Baradelli. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just called me the other day and just to tell me, he goes, I just want you to understand how nice your 
company is and that it's not really because it's not that common of a thing. It might seem common to you, but you know your 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 folks treat my folks so great and they're so nice and and they really appreciate it and we just really really value y'all so much and we value you know working with y'all. That's a nice like compliment. That's so sweet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sweet for him to take the time to make a call like that. Yeah, yeah. to tell us. So. I'm proud of what we did. I think you like it because it's creative. Like you get to be like this financy guy, but you also <laughs> get to plug into creativity when you want. Like if you want to get involved in product design, because I've seen you sit a million times in meetings where we're talking about how a product's performing and you'll like develop a product on the fly right there. You'll be like, well, if that's not working, what if we do this and put that together and make that green and put it purple and make it plaid? And you're like, oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> New number one product. I mean, I think that's it is fun to one do of the things it you is like. fun. I love working on products. I love visiting the factories and you know getting to work with the manufacturers and them. And usually, they're all family-run businesses. Working with them and their families and trying to you know, figure out the best way to make products and make them beautiful and where we can actually get them there. Yeah, and, and all of that. Because initially, we couldn't. So when I first started, right. <laughs> right. Well, what do you mean? Tell people what you mean. Well, actually, when I started at Ballard. Um, Ballard had gotten into home furnishings and in a in a really large way, like more furniture. Furniture. It was Furn- more accessory kind of. They had kind of, you know, if you go back and look, the company kind of grew up more as decorative accessories, and then started getting bigger, and then they really got into real furniture. Um, and at that time, there really wasn't much furniture out there being made. And there are a lot of people selling furniture that were shipping directly to customers' houses. Users always through a retailer. Mm. Um, so we were we would go off to market and select products from manufacturers, and then take that retail packaging and turn it over to a trucking company and that product, and it would explode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that really was, you know, one of the first things that we as a company one we had to stop selling that for a long time and then um really it's probably around in, around 2001 when we really started working directly with manufacturers with our own designs and to our own specifications and really started developing home furnishings as well as accessories and decor that could make it to the, the customer and it'd be beautiful and actually arrive in one piece <laughs> right and it's not just the way it's made it's the way it's packaged too way it, yeah it's the way it's made and the way it's packaged right yeah well, it's interesting to me because, Taryn, I know you've been on plenty of sourcing trips. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about oh, working directly with factories and stuff, I mean, I know you've seen this. Like, you'll get on the floor with them and be like, well, you know, I don't think this leg, the way this is attached is going to work. Or maybe the door should be here. Or they can't figure out how to make something work. And you'll just, like, sit there and stare at it for a minute. Be like, <laughs> you know, I think if you did this with this, and I don't even know the words you'd say. but it all, And they're like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Words. You're engineer completely. Yeah. You love to engineer fine. anything, I feel like. If I have any issue when I'm designing something, I usually do bring it to Ryan. I'm like, okay, this is not working. Help <laughs> <Tell> me. <laughs> it's true. He always can think of another solution. If I've completely blinked and can't think of a way to solve something. So I would say anything that needs to be solved, we do bring to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you... After- Success and failure. You learn from both. (laughs) And after really working on it, you know, just being in the factories and for like for so long, you learn a lot. Yeah. You just learn a lot from what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, you apply what works and try to avoid what didn't work. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, even because we're doing a podcast here in my basement and we're trying to build a podcast room in the office. And you're like, let me come and see exactly what your setup is so I can kind of think of a solution for you because there's cords and you know how much Mm -hmm. I hate cords. And we have to, you know, have 
plug-ins and sitting and microphones and stuff. And We need places for beverages and snacks. That's right. All these practical <laughs> solutions. It's all what we always talk about when designers are interviewing clients, mm. you know, to talk about what your need is before you come up with a solution. It can't just be pretty. It has to work, form and function. Right. So. Well, that's my, because uh, actually I love doing um Space planning and stuff oh, too. Oh, you guys! Oh. He uses our. our You're yeah. number one oh, user. Of I use Icovia <laughs> all the time, and, and all the time, and um, and I like you know in some projects that I've done and some donation projects and things like that. And it always starts with so, tell me what you do in here. How many people do you have in here? What is your day like? And then I like to do, to come up with designs and things that are 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 pretty and meet, but also make life easier. It's like, if you can do both, um, I always thought it was great. I mean, one of our, our previous mm-hmm. merchants used to always say, you know, our, oh, you know, kind of what we do is we kind of solve people's problems with a sense of style. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I remember the first time I think that I met Rebecca, um, you guys <laughs> came into my office and I had on one of those nuns desks, which are sort of half round desks and it wasn't very deep. And at the time I was doing a lot of work in the catalog with spreads and they're, they're big and they, my desk was covered up and she walked in, she was like, well, this is the worst desk for you I've ever seen. Ryan, what's going on here? <laughs> like, it clearly wasn't performing well for me, but I just had it because I thought it was cute. And it was a great lesson to me like, oh, yeah, this doesn't work. <laughs> like, look around. Look around your space. So thanks, Rebecca and Ryan. Have there been, because um, I do know you own a lot of Ballard. Ballard. <laughs> well, how can you not after 19 years, right? No, it's true. I, I call myself out even after 10 years <laughs> when I look around my house. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's there's a lot of Ballard. Um, no, but has there been anything you have rebuilt that like for function? Oh, that he bought from Ballard yeah. and then it wasn't quite right? Like, like no, that <laughs> he worked cool. around for more of a function to fit his need. Because I also know you oh, construct. And, well, yeah. Um, and you're I'll a welder. I'll have to look over at Rebecca over there um, <laughs> in that... Um, like yes, the Miranda corner cabinet, mm-hmm. um, which is really um, the demand was from Rebecca. And that, um, <laughs> that product came you know, from Rebecca, and <laughs> you know, in a powder room, and in either what you call you know maybe a water closet and a master. And she's like, you know, there are things that you need to put away. You just don't, you know, you, you don't want to look at everything, out, right? You wanna, you mm-hmm. know? And she's like, can you just make me a little cabinet to go in the corner to be able to put some stuff in? You know, mm-hmm. hold some toilet paper, and um, and so we developed the Miranda corner cabinet gosh I bet it's 10 years ago 10 years ago and you know it's a great we own two of them well the, the details of it, it's interesting because you'll you talk about like those little details because it doesn't go all the way to the ground because if you need to put it on top of a floor grate exactly. or a return or something You're on top of an or, air vent yeah yep, and it's just big enough for pay, um, toilet paper yep. and but not too big yeah all those little details yeah there's that one sweat and, over um and then recently, um, we actually just introduced, we have, um, we recently um, built a, we had a little project out of the river and we built a, a, a cabin out of the river and we have some Sunday porch swings mm. and uh, oh, which, good you know, everybody loves those. And then Rebecca was like, you know, I really would just like a place to put my wine. And I believe you found a picture, didn't you? I thought you found a picture online. You can speak. She's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, <laughs> I just wanted something to put down. And it, you know, I just kind of turned that inspiration over to the merchants, and then they worked with the manufacturer and came up with this 
absolutely wonderfully engineered product. It's actually brilliant the way that they <laughs> made it. Um, and um, does it clamp on or slide on? It's got it's it's really cool. It's, it's got two spring loaded pins. And you just pop it and you just put it over the arm and let them go. And then and you, and you can on. turn it inside or out. So you can put your glass outside or inside, depending on like if you had an iPad or something you want to put it near, you can flip it back and forth ah. and you can slide it up and down. Um, it's it's great. And <laughs> the last time I checked, we just introduced it. I think we had sold like 800. How many did you personally buy? Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three swings you know? yeah you can make or break it's a true. product introduction if you, if you sell it to ryan it's true i mean if you had only had more arms on that porch right. swing we could have sold more that's right <laughs> double the amount that's great that's see that's a perfect but my point is is it's great that we you know we all come to the table with i have this issue yeah, here's it's problem. ugly or it doesn't work right and i want to make this better right and i can think yeah. of the, the chadwick remember the chadwick armoire we sold forever mm-hmm. it was it was really big and it was stopped selling and then we were i think we were in a merchandise review and we're like well tvs have gotten narrow what right. if we just make it slim oh and right and then the slim chadwick now we have the slim chadwick and I just replaced the Chadwick with the Slim Chadwick. In our Tell house. us how you got the the Chadwick out of your house. Well, I had, <laughs> Karen I had, must know this story. She's already laughed. This is a leading question, it's big, y'all. It's in the house. big. It's that well, we had two of them, so we had one downstairs. Wait, and, how deep? Can we talk dims on this yeah, so that people can picture it? It was deep. It was. Everyone's yeah, holding out their arms right now. Yes, why does they go? <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's probably more than that. It's probably been like 30 <laughs> inches deep and it's what? about 40 inches, 45 well, inches wide. But this was because TVs, TVs were, were, they were that really deep? deep. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're tell so us. Young. Tell us about those TVs. Oh. They used to make TVs that weighed like hundreds of pounds. What? Like, they were I'm very so glad there's an old person in here with me today because it's usually and, just me against these two. And um, so... We, we had that young. <laughs> we had one in a bonus room up uh-huh. over our garage where oh, we no. watched movies and stuff stuff and we moved that in when we built the house and actually had the construction workers there and they carried it upstairs and then we had one downstairs in our like our family room off the kitchen but it's the first thing you see when you walk in the door front door um so we didn't really want the tv out there so both of them um the one downstairs is where i used the slim chadwick okay and i got that out of the house and donated it to uh i think i think we actually did habitat Mm -hmm. um and so they came and picked that up but the one upstairs, there was no way it was going to go out mm. without damaging the um, house. So after consultation with Rebecca, um, <laughs> I decided to remove it in pieces. So mm. I, I took the doors off and the shelves out, and then I cut the top off, took the back off, cut the top off, cut the sides off, cut the middle <laughs> out, cut it off. Kindling I took it out in the six or seven pieces and took it to the recycling center. <laughs> but of course, because of Rebecca, I had to do it under a canvas tarp with my sawzall so the dust wouldn't go everywhere and then vacuum after every cut. It's fair. <laughs> to keep the mess. Fair. <laughs> That's amazing. No, you're lucky, Rebecca. I'm pretty sure I would end up with sawdust all over my house. Rebecca do? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well okay. If 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 our listeners have listened to Rebecca's episode, um you talked about vacuuming. Mm-hmm. And She's I'm trying to vacuuming remember, an addict. I'm tr- I'm she takes her own vacuum to beach rentals. That's what I it do was. Know that. Okay, I was remember I was like there's a vacuuming story. What was it? Yes. 
why not if you have to do it <laughs> so next we will be developing a wine holder for while vacuuming we haven't figured it out yet but it's a harness good idea <laughs> it's a camelback essentially right yeah camelback's perfect <laughs> just bag of wine in the bag <laughs> now we know now we know <laughs> So, okay, so <laughs> you, and I, you and I have worked there like the same mm. amount of time, right? Here's what I think is so the beauty of Ballard. Our houses probably have about as, the same amount of Ballard, which is 80%. <laughs> I don't know, a lot. You know, because if you're getting an employee discount and if you have the power to develop product that you want, of course, you're going to have a lot of that product <laughs> in your house. But our houses don't look anything alike. No. Right? Describe all. how your house looks. Um... Our home is is, I mean, it's I would I would call it a little more traditional, um, and and it's also a little bit eclectic. You know, there's some things that we've inherited. You know, we've gotten from family. You know, there is a, you know, the first time we ever bought a real thing for our house. You know, like a you know a, a nice rug or something like that. Of course, we still have that, and so it's it's kind of evolved over time. Um, we'll have a few antiques. That we that we have mixed in there as well, but it's definitely a, you know a little more traditional. However, recently, probably going a little cleaner as mm. well. You know, we just like cleaner lines or just less stuff. Cleaner, well, cleaner lines, and um, and we generally will keep things if we don't want them, we'll donate them or do something with mm-hmm. pretty fast. But um, I feel like y'all have a very tidy house. And, I got it. Uh, <laughs> I got it right. The uh, and it just some some cleaner lines and you know even going with more like a gray versus a tan and so we just changed the wall colors. Are you like patterns? Are you solids? Mostly solids with sprinkle of pattern Mm -hmm. here or there, maybe stripes and stuff. Not usually big florals, Uh some stripes. And you do not believe in wall treatment, window treatments. Well, that's because of the first house that we ever owned um, in Maine. Um, we bought a we bought a house from a ninety three year old widower, who um, his wife had inherited it from his, her mother who built it in nineteen thirty, um, and it had four layers of painted wallpaper mm. on all of the walls. It didn't even have it all had was a tub. It didn't even have a shower, um, and so we renovated this house from top to bottom, inside and out, and did ninety percent of it ourselves, um, and. After removing all of that painted wallpaper with chemicals and mm-hmm. steamers and a lot of elbow grease, we're like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know they have quick release papers now. Yeah. But we just really haven't gotten over the trauma yeah. of the, of the, of yeah, the renovation. PTSD. Mm-hmm. But what about I, also, I understand after also that. drapery? You don't, you don't like drapery? Talk that's, it out. That's more of a, um, I think it's more of just it's a like dust. dust. You don't like the dust yeah. of it, right? Well, we we do have a we have a, a child who has an, a compromised immune system, and so that definitely has influenced. Um, it, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it it impacts your life and it influences the way that we live. So that definitely you talked about a tidy house. Mm-hmm. Well, when we were going through that with our son, it, we definitely got tidier. Mm-hmm. Like we don't wear shoes. No in shoes, the house, yeah, um, and all of that. But they don't do that in Maine either. So that's something we picked up in Maine. Oh, they don't wear shoes in the house just because it's snowy and muddy and gross. Snowy, muddy, mm-hmm. and gross. Yeah, so they tend not to wear shoes in the house. So there. Yeah. So I understand you just built new. Cabin. Cabin. Yes. Lake mm-hmm. cabin on the lake? It's on a river. Oh, river. It's okay. on a river. So, yes, it was quite the project. 
Um, was it in an existing building or from scratch? It was from scratch. Did you use our RAM planner? Uh, extensively. <laughs> um, you know, and it, the, the, it was an interesting project because it is in a floodplain. So mm. it's the first time I've ever had to build something that you have to plan for it to. You have seem a lot too of rational to purchase and. Is it on stilts? It's up high. It's up on, yeah, it's up on um, big poured concrete <laughs> pillars yeah. and, and steel I beams and <laughs> up on up on top. Um, and so it, you know, it's um, it's got a silver metal roof, you know, it's uh, batten board cypress siding. Um, it has a hundred foot square foot wraparound screen porch. The river kind of comes down towards the front of the cabin and then kind of goes around it and goes back. I have some pictures that, I can show you all yes. what it looks like. And um, and so I pretty much knew what we wanted. Um, I actually drew, I mean, I drew the floor plan out of exactly what I wanted and the size that I wanted it um, and had an idea of exactly what I wanted the outside to look like. And then we, we had um, help from a, an architect, a friend of ours, um, who um, helped us put some finishing touches on it. Um, but I had the, I put the entire house upstairs and then the downstairs we also made since we built the house up we made it a, an entertaining area downstairs all of that was an icovia had every square foot in there <laughs> and i mean literally used it for like you know what i want a floor outlet here and here so i laid out the room so this is where i want the floor outlets to go and all because you know where you want your lamps and everything right at that point. once yeah. i had it laid out i was like okay i want to put, I want to put tables with lamps here this okay i just want to interject real quick Okay, so I was this weekend, I was with some friends um, for the weekend, and one of the girls is adding an addition to her house, and it's like a family room. And she's showing us all the drawings, and it's sort of like 3D drawings from an architect or something. And there's all this awful furniture thrown into this 3D rendering. And I said, well, how are you going to arrange your furniture in there? She's like, well, I don't know yet, you know, and don't, just don't pay any attention to that furniture. You know, this is just the room itself. And I said, well... I really feel like you need to figure out how this room is going to function for you. You need to lay it out with the furniture in it because what if you need one more foot to the left? Or what if this is three feet too big? And where are you going to put it? She's got twin little boys who are three and they were both preemies, like super preemie like you. And, um, and now they're three and they've, you know, they've got a lot of stuff. And like, where's Thomas the Tank going? Like, where are you putting all that? What's the plan? <laughs> and it hadn't even occurred to her to think through my furniture arrangement and then kind of build the room to suit it. Mm-hmm. Because you just, I don't know. And like, you did it the exact opposite way, which is the exact right way, which right. is like. I put it, then I knew exactly, all right, well, this is where I want a chandelier to go. This is where I want floor plugs to go. And, you know, what's yeah. the, what's the, you know, how do I see the traffic flow working in the, in the house and all. Um, you know, for the placement of furniture, but it, it, you know, I used it extensively, but then the interesting thing we're talking about Ballard, you know, we said how much furniture that I have in my house and, um, this traditional, well, we were out there and we wanted to do something completely different, um, because it was, you know, I had this vision. It's like some guy built a cabin that's out in the woods. I kind of wanted that spirit to it, but then like Unabomber-y? not kind of. You know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully a, a little bit like that. But you know, we don't want anybody trespassing. Sophisticated Unabomber. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> wanted to feel like camp. Okay. And um, but then with all the massive engineering that had to go into building the foundation, and then you ended up with these big 16 inch still exposed gray i-beams that we had in there we decided to make it a, like a rustic industrial kind of a mix mm-hmm. and um and did the decor that way and 
and it ultimately just worked out great. And it was up, but again, it's 90 plus percent <laughs> from Ballard. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a rustic industrial, you know, like I went and shopped it from all over the place, but it's the same, it's the same thing that we <laughs> use every day, you know? And wow. Ooh, what are your favorite pieces that you've yeah. purchased for the cabin? Oh yeah. Um, well, I love the Sunday port swings. <laughs> all 22 right, of, of them. Yes. <laughs> three. There's three of them. It's a hundred foot porch. It, you need a lot of swings. Yeah. So are, they, are they facing each other? Are they um, in three different seating areas? The way that it, the one um, off the master bedroom, there's two big eight foot tall, like French doors. Two, two foot wide French doors that open up. And then you're right out on the screen porch and then the river is right there. Um, it's literally oh. probably... That's amazing. 30 yards away, um, if that far. And so we have one sitting right outside the master bedroom. And then we have the, um, is it the Sullivan? The, the gray mm-hmm. kind of modern yes, looking? Yes, that's Sullivan. Mm-hmm. This, so I use the gray Sullivan outdoor on, outdoor as an outdoor mm-hmm. on the porch. So we have... Um, oh, yeah, that is two, definitely cleaner. Yeah. Four, four seating groupings. And then right at the at the other end of the porch, all the way around, it's kind of an L. There's another Sunday porch swing at that end as well. Mm. And then there's one downstairs um, underneath the cabin where we built a big outdoor stone fireplace and and all down there. That's nice. Okay, yeah. let me ask you all a question. What would make you, you said 80% is from Ballard. Well, you said 90. Oh, you said 90. Okay, sorry. 90% is from Ballard. So what makes you go outside of Ballard to buy that 10%? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, the one that I can think of the most (laughs) is that, so it's got a real vaulted um, ceiling uh, with bead, um, with, well, it's like wide, it's not bead board, it's wide board um, ceiling with exposed trusses. Mm -hmm. And it's really high. And so I wanted up lights that would shine up and, you know, light thing. And I just was, so I knew I was like, I was like, we don't have them. And I'm like, industrial looking up lights for <laughs> ceiling. And I'm not just Googling, Googling and searching away. And um, Sorry about that. And um, trying to get, you know, just searching by, you know, trying to describe the characteristics uh-huh. of, of what I was looking for. And they would end up in Pinterest kind of poking around and just, yeah. just searching and searching and searching using Google images a lot. And, um, of course, everything I landed up ended up being in Europe. I was like, oh, it's in Europe. It kept being in Europe. <laughs> really? Yep. I couldn't find it. I just couldn't find what I was looking for. And then ultimately I found some and they were from a company in Canada. Huh. And I just, you know, ordered these these up lights. I can take a picture of it and show what they look like. But that was like something new. It, was, it had some specific, specific in mind yeah. mm-hmm. that I was really looking for a certain look. And but then I had a functionality to it as well. Right. And it was really cool. It's like, you know, they they were perfect. They yeah. were great. How was the process of starting from scratch? Was it a hard process? Oh, intimidating, to... I feel like it'd be. For, mm-hmm. for building? For building and decorating, because yeah. you guys did both. The um, Well, we built our house. Well, I mean, after the... After, oh, so you, built your, you built the house you're in now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you said the river house, and then, right? And, mm-hmm. Well, and then we the renovation that we did um, in Maine... You know, there's nothing like Here buying a house without a shower and being broke. Um, you learn how to do a lot. You were like, did you buy that plumbers for dummies or something? I did. That's before the internet. I, I, th- that's how it all started, really. Was it, Actually, I started with electrical. 
Electrical <gasps> for dummies? Does that exist? Um, <laughs> I, I bet still, it does. I, I hope, get I hope dummies don't. Yeah. There's basic wiring 101. Uh, wow. Like, I can figure this out, you know, after you get See, your... that is how he came to today. Yeah. You uh, bought that house and that's how you're here. You're a problem it, solver. Yeah, I really, really, really <laughs> learned a lot, you know, after. Did you shock yourself? Oh, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Many times. You know. <laughs> But replacing, like cutting the entire septic line out of the house and replacing it. Oh and, my gosh. Um, <laughs> like Joe doesn't like to mow the yard. Okay. <laughs> There's a difference here. <laughs> I didn't say I enjoyed it, <laughs> but I figured out how to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because our, you know, our sinks weren't draining. Um, yeah. And so we figured that out. And so we really learned a lot. Yeah. Um, and Is that uh, why you built your house the next time? You didn't want another old house? Well, we when we were when we lived in Maine, we um, you remember the old Southern Living House Plan books? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we would get those out and say, "Oh, someday," you know. And then we had a little system where one of us would turn down the top of a page and the other one turn down the bottom of the page. And so we would start flipping through those plans. We'd turn it over and turn it over and turn it over and turn it over. And then we realized that you know what. 75, 80% of what we're turning over are all from the same architect. Oh, wow. Oh, and that's smart. Um, it's uh, William E. Poole um, was the architect. And so then we went in and said, hmm, you know, the, we, the internet had started at this point. <laughs> okay, it, actually, it existed by this time. Um, Life changing. And, um, and then we went in and William E. Poole had a house plans book. Um, and so we ended up um, ordering a, a set of plans or ordering a book from William Poole and then we found a house that we loved it was a cedar shingle cape which is you know we there's our time in Maine kind of kind of connected with us so that was definitely the house that we built was definitely a nod to that so we bought the house plans when we lived in Maine um and just kind of carrying them with us saying maybe one day we'll be able to build this house how much do house plans like that cost you got any idea do you remember it wasn't it wasn't expensive. Thousand dollars. Yeah, for like you know, in um, but that was in nineteen ten. Yeah, it was <laughs> when the internet just was. after the power <laughs> drop internet came around, um, and so we just carried them around and carried them around, and then we finally got to a place where we could afford to buy a lot, mm-hmm. and so we went and got every lot in the neighborhood, and of course, since we had the house. We were able to You're take, replacing it. We, well, we, we bought the, we took all the available lots and then took mm-hmm. the scale drawing of the house and started laying it on the, on the, you know, the wow. That's of the lot. So, so genius. And then yeah. we chose the lot that felt right for the house. And then we bought the, we bought the lot and held it for a while until we could finally afford to get going. And then we, we built our first house. And then fortunately, you know, I'll give a shout out. His name is Bobby Ivy, the best, wonderful builder um, that we could have possibly had for building our house. He was great. He's so creative and so, so, so great. Um, and we still. You know, he did your river house, too. He did my river house. He's He we, does everything. He, You're always like, Bobby. Oh, he's working on We're working on We're going to put a deck in out at the river. So Bobby's working on drawing that up right now. <laughs> um, and so um, so we've had this great partner to work with. So that, that, that makes it a lot easier. And so even when we got out to the river, I was, you know, at least I knew who I was working with. And he's like, all right, as soon as we get this right, we'll. We'll figure out how to build it. Mm-hmm. How did you find him? Um, the um, the the gentleman who actually started the whole it's like a it's a it's a neighborhood um, oh, like the where he was it's, it's kind of it's 
it's kind of yes, it's a subdivision, um, but then each house was was built by the owner. So okay. he was a developer. He wasn't building houses. He was just selling. He put in the infrastructure and just sold the lots. Um, and when he sold us the lot, we asked him to recommend a, a builder, and he's like, "Well, I've watched a, a lot of people build out here, and there's only one person I'd put my name on." And he said, "I'd, I'd suggest Bobby Ivy." Wow. So. All right, so you just ha- you you have two big projects you've done. What would you've done differently in any of them? You're so practically minded. You approach the, everything that way. Um, the river project, um, like I mentioned, we didn't. I kind of did some of the drawings, and then we had some help, but we really didn't have a fully fleshed out set of detailed drawings uh-huh. and plans and everything. Um, that that works against your budget. Uh huh. Mm. So go ahead and splurge for the real plans, or just take the time to get everything worked out in detail before starting. I mean, we're we're working on a an office one right now. Yes, we are. And I am, you know, down to like you know we're gonna we're gonna decide everything. Yeah. What kind of light bulb started. do you want in this room? Exactly. Yeah. So where did you go wrong? Was it something that simple where it just was like light fixtures or like change orders? Um, well, it's not change orders if you, if it's <laughs> if you don't have a detailed set of plans. <laughs> when you don't have a finished schedule of exactly what the trim was going to look like and, gotcha. and things of yeah, that yeah. nature. Now, but it also provided um, a very um, inspirational build as well. So as we got into it, the, the folks who loved on it, who worked on the project, loved it as well. Um, I mean, they're sitting there out in the – it's it's – out in the middle of you know it's on the river there's nothing around um it's all just rolling shoals and usually the guys at lunch would just throw down their tools grab their fishing poles and hit the river oh, and wow. start fishing yeah. so they all had a great time working out there and all enjoyed it um to where they didn't want to stop yeah right the, hey uh, lunch is over get yeah. back to work oh uh, they would bring their kayaks and go up to our neighbors and throw in and come down at lunch and you know and did they cook oh, any fun. fish and um they caught fish they, they didn't cook them out <laughs> there um and um so from that process though i mean our like rebecca wanted to do she said she wanted a bunk room in the back bedroom and then our builder bobby's like I don't understand why I'm taking the bedroom and doing that. I could just, you know, put a shed dormer over this bathroom back over the bedrooms and we could just have a sleeping loft with three things up so you could have a loft up there instead. We're like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's just do that. Mm -hmm. And the the framers, you know, as they were going through, we ran into an issue and they go, oh, we can just... We could just do this, or we hadn't really didn't have a design for the railing to go up to the loft. Mm-hmm. And the um, the guys who were doing the framing, um, they were like, "Oh, look at this really cool thing that we did out at this river property where we used what we called hog wire to make this um, this yeah. great yeah. for the horse railing." Wire. Horse, horse wire, wire? not hog. Okay. What uh, is horse wire? wire? Oh, I'm googling. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, we bought it at Tractor Supply. Nice. And so then, again, my builder, Bobby, had to do the design, and then they laid it out, and they built it. So you kind of got this real yeah, inspirational yeah, like, yeah. Um, thing, and, um, like, the stonemasons, they were fantastic. They were amazing. And we had all this rock left over, and we didn't really have a way to get down to the river. And we just asked them, it's like, can, can you, do you think you could take this extra rock and make us a path down, you know, steps down to the river? 
And they made the most beautiful steps you've ever seen. Wow. Like a little graceful curve going oh. down to the river with big boulders that you can sit on. And when he goes, well, I put this here so you can sit here and have a beer, a glass of wine, and watch the river and sit oh. on the side. And they thought through all, they thought oh all God, through that's, it. That's so in some, great. So in some ways, it with. was a lot of fun in that, you know, it the input was, you know, everybody felt vested in the project, right. too. Because they were having direct input to... They were you know, being heard. Yeah, and you know it's like, all right, well, I like that idea. Let's do that. So, uh-huh. but it wasn't necessarily the most budget friendly way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on which direction you're really aiming. Would for. you build another house? Um, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Would your marriage last through? No, I'm kidding. Don't answer that. I feel like we renovated and it was a hard, it was a hard You talk about it. You talk about like crying as you're like ripping carpet out. (laughs) I remember being like, I don't know if I want to do this. The first thing that we did when we renovated our house in Maine, it was like, okay, we need a place to sleep. We need a bathroom and some place to prepare food. We ate in the bedroom. Because, I mean, that was like, so we had those three things. Let's cover those things first and then we'll just do the rest of the house and then we'll move around and, and cover this. Renovating is harder than building. building. Renovating is harder than building. Especially if you're living in it. Oh, for uh, man, I can't yeah, tell I you how many designers have told us on the podcast, do not live in it. Do not, if you, if any, if any way you can get out of that house, get out. And they'll often tell those horror stories where they always say that they're a client, but then they stay when they do it and they're like, oh, I'm so stupid. This was the worst idea. Ever. How many of yeah. we had, I mean, I was just listening to Amy Vermillion and she was talking about her and her daughter eating on a like Home Depot box, yes, in a bedroom, in bedroom for for like yeah. seven months or something. I can't even and, imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's what we did. We ate. That's we ate nuts. In our, you know, we prepare the kitchen, the kitchen, and go up to our bedroom. But we just, you know, first thing we do is get our bedroom painted. And at that time, we, we we had our famous color. We called it can white. What color do you paint? Can white. <laughs> we, were, we weren't in a place to make so any color decisions. We were just going to paint it can white. And, um, and I feel like everything in Maine needs to be can white. It's so cold and <laughs> dreary during the winter. Mm-hmm. Can we white just, is probably. You know, we would just, you know. Had that yeah. had those three rooms where they were functioning first, and mm-hmm. then we did the mm-hmm. rest of the house, and then moved out of our bedroom, and then finished up the other parts. And finally, we did get a shower. <laughs> but a very unusual shower. <laughs> <laughs> well, why was it unusual? Because there were stairs oh. that went up the back of the house with a landing, and it turned and went back up, and that the stairs went right over the shower, or actually over the tub, because all it had was a tub. And so... And it was really the only place. It was a small, you know, a small little cave. And um, so we ended up putting the 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 faucet and the drain of the tub were underneath the slope of the stairs. Mm-hmm. So it was the low part. And so we ended up turning around and putting the second set of controls on the other wall mm-hmm. and putting the shower up there. So then the water drained behind you. We bend a curtain. Uh, like Cut a copper pipe no. down and then we made that and then we would buy shower curtains and shower curtain liners and cut them and then sew them and then glue them to make a, <laughs> a shaped shower curtain for our bathrooms wow okay do you ever wonder what happened to that house it's still there it's probably the same um no <laughs> it's it's blue it's like a really really uh bright light blue um they, there was a little attached garage that they I've rebuilt it right before we sold the house and um, and they knocked it down 
Uh, oh. I don't, that, that's a, that's okay. <laughs> and then the one thing that was crushed, uh, crushed us because the house, our next door neighbor had the oldest house. It was in Cumberland Center, Maine. There was the oldest standing house in Cumberland Center. And it must have been back to the 17. like 1700s. And then there was an apple orchard that was went up to their house and continued. And then our house was sitting in the middle of an apple orchard as well. And then um, the woman who built the house, her brother owned the other house at the time. So it was like a family thing. Okay. So I think he, uh-huh. she cut the land out of his apple orchard to put the house. Well, we had the barn. We had this old, great old barn. Lily had a two-holer outhouse in there. Oh, my gosh. So that, you know, But literally, you just go sit with your friend. You know? <laughs> and, um, and, so, but, and it clearly belonged to the original house. Oh, my gosh. And they knocked it down. They knocked the barn down. They knocked the barn down. Man, that's sad. And it was just the it was the coolest barn. Like you know, it's the perfect fall picture. You're like put the kids and the pumpkins in front of the yeah. barn. Yeah. And yeah, they knocked that down. That was that was tough to that's see. Oh. It, was, it was gorgeous. Man, so you lady, you youngsters over here, you're getting ready to renovate, aren't you, Taryn? And Caroline's getting ready to move. Do you think it'll mm-hmm. call, cause any marital discord? No, <laughs> not yet. I mean, we haven't done any of the hard start stuff, but I think it's hard. Um, oh yeah. You know, Are you kidding me? We, we have both have it. opinions. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's nice when one yeah. person does not have an opinion. I mean, right now, Will, you're so insane. I've, I've sold my vision. <laughs> He's bought in. But She's we'll in see. sales now. Do you have storyboards done? <laughs> oh, oh my you know gosh. she does. Oh no, I I'm a big Ecovia fan too. So I've laid out the whole thing in our room planner tool. I have oh I have my purse that's full of swatches <laughs> of fabrics. Um, no, so I yeah I, yeah and she's already I have you, a, you've I have did like collage boards and stuff we've looked at. But them. here's the thing: mm-hmm. I think buying a f- and our we're you know we're buying a house that cosmetically is not very attractive, but certainly nowhere near as ext- I mean. Any it's changes a, are you just... You said it's, what, a 50s ranch? It's 56. And mm-hmm. really calling it a ranch is not accurate. Right. I mean, it's not what anyone would think of when they think of a ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a single level. Yes. But it's in no way resembles a ranch outside of being one floor. Um, but, but in order to buy it, I really needed to, like, know what are we going to... Where are we going to go with it? Yeah. Because I wouldn't to, have yeah. bought it without... Having to make this awesome, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know. But we haven't done any of the hard stuff yet. We haven't actually um, moved, (laughs) packed (laughs) up anything. Have you, Um, have you, what do you call it, signed? What's it called? Oh, no, we haven't closed. Oh, closed. we haven't closed. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) My first renovation, or our first renovation, I do remember just being like, I was at work and David being like, they need a faucet in an hour. And I was like, they need a faucet yeah. for the, like, and you're like, I didn't, yeah. can't, what? Yeah. And yeah. you're like, okay, I'll pick up. And that faucet's still there. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Or like where we planned yeah. to put the hole, they like put in the tile and then it does, it, the, the, you know, the one we picked doesn't actually, the water doesn't go into the tub. And uh-huh. you're like, well, that doesn't work. Why'd they install it? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are those Here's things. Here's my that you're, favorite. This has oh. happened to me quite a few times in renovations. So, like, Karen, you need this faucet and this and this and this and this, and I order it all, and then it sits here. And then, like, two months later, they open it, and it's wrong. And then it's too late to return it. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I will murder you all. I will murder you. Open those boxes. Look at that stuff. Uh, yeah. That's a because, good tip, though. Yeah. yeah, that is a good tip. Check it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, because had... the thing is, you, but the problem is you really can't check because I don't you don't know, know, what, know what a faucet's supposed no, to look I'm like. It's missing a piece. It look yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah I have really no idea. Wait, what did you do, Ryan? So I was going to say, when we were, um, <laughs> we were building the um, river cabin, um, our, uh, Bobby our, um, said, hey, we're ready to start wiring, um, so we need the electrical plan. And um, <laughs> like, okay. I think it was like a Friday, and I was like, oh, we don't have an electrical plan. <laughs> and so, um, and I had to have it for Monday they were starting, so I... Took. Did you go by the book how to wire? I already have the book. Okay. I have the book. <laughs> but what I what I did though, and I mean I know how to you know, do that part, but I haven't ever drawn a wiring plan to get right. to an electrician. Mm-hmm. So I took the upstairs and the downstairs floor plans and put rolled out onion skin paper on top of it, mm-hmm. and then I took the house plans that we bought from when we built our house oh, and rolled smart. them out to look at the electrical plan and said, you just okay. kind of copied it? Well, I was like, well, that's how they draw. Okay, this is how they draw a circuit and this is how they draw in the plugs and this is what a chandelier looks like. And so I looked at that set of plans and then I had to sit down and I drew out every circuit and light switch and every no. plug in the house exactly where we wanted it to go and all and... Um, <laughs> Wow. You know, which is fun, too, because I also planned in the uh, string. See, at the porch, I did string lights. You know, I did string lights. But I planned in the plugs up in the ceiling and put them all on. <gasps> yeah. so that was brilliant. Oh, switches. Oh, you yeah. know what you can buy, which we've talked about, are remote controls for outlets, too. So if you don't have a switch for something like that, idea. just get the little remote. And then when you go outside, you can push it and all your string lights come on. But I definitely That's panicked fun. when I... You spent a whole weekend like cramming, essentially. I did, and then um, and then he made me go meet with the electrician, <laughs> and the electrician was like, "I got it, I got it." There's a few things I'm gonna have to fix for code, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> but we, like, we, what are you talking about? The circuits in the right place. Perfect. <laughs> Like, you know, see space, the line? Spacing of outlets and things like that. <laughs> yeah, they did. did you keep the... I feel like you need to frame these in your house. <laughs> I, so I think I still have it. I, I think you need to frame this and put it in your in a, in a fun room there. Because that's hilarious. Uh, I can't even imagine if that came to us. Like Joe and me. Like, we need an electrical plan by Monday. We would both... We would just argue about it all weekend. We would, <laughs> no one would ever go, oh, you know what? Let's go educate ourselves on how to do that. <laughs> it just like... Mm-mm. Well, through the, th- through the, the cabin project... The um, having to maintain this like eighteen acres and having to cut and all, so I ended up having to get something, you know, a bush hawker, and I kept breaking it, and so that's when um, I decided I needed to learn to weld, and so he also sews, just so everyone and, knows. Uh, so I taught myself <laughs> to weld, but it's been great. The um, do y'all remember the just recently we had the antique cell? Yeah. At the thing, and there was that big old window that was made into a mirror. Do y'all remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the round was like. 42 inches yeah super super heavy well, i bought that and decided <laughs> that i was going to i thought it'd be great out at the cabin up on the fireplace in the great room and um but of course i got it home and i was like no now that i have this exactly how am i gonna hang it <laughs> and so i ultimately ended up welding, welding uh <laughs> A mounting system onto the back of the mirror, Stop and then it. welding welding a, a bar, and then going. He made out, a French cleat system. Made a French cleat, and then <laughs> went out, and then had to figure what? out where on the stone fireplace because you know the stones are all uneven, right? So then find a spot that would work, 
and oh, choose yeah. I'll have a hole here, here, and here, and drill through the marked them and drill through the steel bar and then drill into the stone. How is and put that in masonry? Even, I know. Um, and y'all, this is not a unique uh, story, okay? okay you come in with these stories really like every other Monday. Yeah. <laughs> like this it is looks what amazing. I, did this weekend. I would. Are you amazing. not scared that it's going like, to fall and crash? Oh, it's not going to fall. No, it shouldn't fall. <laughs> that is beautiful. I would Rebecca just mostly, just I think, have the self-doubt to be like, I don't know what I'm doing, therefore this is It was very, yeah. very heavy. Too. Children, get away from the fire. <laughs> I've seen it, but it's <laughs> It looks that's really gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, that's really yeah. pretty. Yeah, and, and like I said, that's not unusual for you to come in but, with like, here's wait, my did solution. You, wait a second. So did you put the French, did you weld the French cleat first or did you figure I, out where the French cleat was going to go and then weld it to the mirror? I welded, <laughs> so, I welded the French cleat to a one inch piece of square stock and then and another part of an iron French cleat to a flat iron bar that I was going to so the iron mm. bar went up against the mm. fireplace and then I welded the one inch square stock with the French cleat to the top of the mirror and I did another one to the bottom to make it flying mm-hmm. flush and then hung that off of it. Which you actually got, turned out to Google be a good French thing cleat, because the having it like an inch off the fire off the stone because it's I didn't even think about it. It just happened to be happy coincidence because of you know it needing yeah. to be off to be able to somewhat yeah. hang straight. It was good that I actually created a gap. You know that was but that was just a happy coincidence. Yeah, hmm. we have a French cleat on the back of um, a lot of our wall pieces at Ballard. So the if you purchase something, yeah, yeah the ones actually used was things. something from it's. We must have a metal one because the steel ones that I had, I had them at my house because you have something to have a French cleat. No, the creative team, <laughs> your team wanted me to weld together three mirrors to make it easier for them for photography. Really? Yes, I choose. I chose not to do it after a while because I thought it was be just way too heavy and I thought it'd be dangerous. <laughs> was this the lobby? The lobby mirror. No, oh. it's the um, Grand Palais. The, the, yeah, the three piece oh. one. They yeah, wanted Grand me to Palais. weld it together so they didn't have to hang the individual pieces. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But I chose not to do that after thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm not Lesson. that confident in my welding. <laughs> I thought somebody might die. <laughs> what has been your, I want to know, what has been your biggest learning like at Ballard? Like something that we did completely wrong that you learned from, or was it? Because, again, you've been in sourcing. So was it, you know, a vendor thing, something we designed really poorly? I mean, I know we don't do, bring anything out to customer. We do a lot of in-house. I don't mean something that we... <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we've had we've definitely had product issues through the years. I mean, I remember the, um, the first time that we did a wrought iron collection ourselves. Outdoor? And, outdoor. And, um, and we did a woven metal table mm-hmm. um and we did what everybody does you just you know clean the metal and then it was a powder coat which is you know a type of finish that went on it and um we got a complaint that it was rusting and we were like hmm and so we ordered so, well let's order a let's order a chair in and we ordered a chair in and if you remember this and we put it out on the back deck mm-hmm. we have a little deck in our back parking lot new one too um and we watched it and I was like, you know, it's rusting. And where it was is because it was a truly woven metal. metal. Mm-hmm. The powder coat couldn't get in between the metal mm-hmm. to really protect the surfaces, but water could. And mm-hmm. so between the unprotected mm-hmm. metal, it would rust. And um, so that particular one, I don't know if you, you probably remember, we were like, well, 
Sorry, we're not selling anymore. Right. Um, so you freeze all the inventory. We froze all the inventory, and that's it. And we're calling every customer, and they are getting their money back. Whether they, that's that's a given. <laughs> we're giving everybody yeah. their money back, and then they can choose to keep it or not. And um, you know, it's up to them. Yeah. So that's when we we never did that again. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, it's standard. So then we figured that's out, you know, then we figured out a different no, way that's a to, good make, one, to make iron though. furniture. You know, we we now galvanize plate it, and then or we zinc plate it, and then we powder mm. coat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's things like that. I mean, we I think we've just recently had a learning on a stair tread, um, <laughs> not holding water. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, Constant um, learning. <laughs> so we learn, you know, but fortunately there's not that many that actually go all, you know, we figure it out along the way. Well, what I've learned from you is that often when we hit a bump like that and we're talking about, all right, what do we need to do? You will be like, well, what's the right thing to do? What's the right thing to do for the customer? Not how do we get out of this situation? What's going to be the most expense, least expensive way or whatever? You'll be like... What's the right thing to do for the customer? And so that kind of trains us all in the building to think that way, you know, and it works. I mean, I think it works and it makes us feel a lot better too. (laughs) Well, it's interesting enough that kind of goes back to Bean Mm. in that um, at L.L. Bean, at one point in their company history in the making of the Bean boot, um, where the leather is stitched to the rubber, they always use cotton thread. And um, and so it's literally just a cotton a cotton thread, which you know over time it's not as you know it's not as durable. It'll disintegrate, as, as, I imagine. Is a yeah. synthetic, and um, and so they um, the machine that they put it together was it was literally called a little way machine, and they would take that they take that boot and they would st- stitch on the the upper to the bottom, and then the operator would actually just take it and just yank it. You know and break the cotton threads so they went to a synthetic thread so this is gonna be great it's you know what's a lot more durable it won't you know it won't rot you know over time and it's a waterproof boot you know so it's like great so they put it into production and then so it turned out though but when the operator finished the thread was too strong to just yank it and break it mm-hmm. and so they would reach in and cut it well, that yanking and breaking it actually locked all the stitches down. Uh, and uh, so Bean sold funny. these boots. And they went out into the marketplace and the bottoms and the tops started coming apart. And they recalled hundreds of thousands of pairs of boots. And they, at the end of the day, they said it was the you know one of the best things that they ever did for the company's reputation because it meant so much for the customers that... They were all contacted and said, we're going to, you have this problem and we're going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so they fixed all of them. So wow. that always kind of, you know, kind of stuck with me. Yeah. Stand behind the product. Okay. And, and it was in a letter. Like, dearest customer. <laughs> was it? Was it a letter? I don't know. Oh. I it was they didn't have email. That's true. You couldn't email them. <laughs> Call all of them. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a letter. Customer. That's back when you opened your mail. Like, do you open your mail? I don't. Mm-mm. Oh, I do. Oh. I've always wondered how anyone... How there are more bean boots to sell. Right? Who like, doesn't own it? How, how does anyone not own a bean boot and therefore, what? like, how do more sell? You know what I'm saying? I bought, like, yeah, no. You, you have a lifetime warranty. That's what I'm saying. But 
it's been around so long that people grow up. Yeah. I mean, children are born yeah. every day. True. And every one of them is potentially had, a baby. I had baby bean boots, and then they I mean, came. I'm just saying that I have two pair, but I've had them for 10 years, and I, I don't ever need another pair. pair. It feels well, yes, like that is Why the, would I need another pair? That? That's my point. Yeah, like, what's you don't that need gun? to buy anymore. <laughs> well, but if you are, I mean, if you, if you, you know, live up north, where did you grow up? Mobile. If you're wearing them all the time, you definitely you need them more frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, like, if you're living but in New England, they have, England, they have like, them. inserts, and they have, like, the insulin-lined ones, and... Like, I didn't buy the insulin one. Insulin. 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 I'm like, there's no insulin in the booth. All the diabetics. I knew it was. (laughs) Or maybe she's trying to say insulated. (laughs) Yes. I was somewhere between the two words. (laughs) Insulin seemed good. Go with it. Just believe it. The insulin, yes. No, they have the lining or whatever. Because my sister who lives in Maine has the lined ones. And I have non-lined. Yeah. So anyway, you just want something new. There are still more bean boots to sell. They're now making fashion colors too. Ooh, Ooh fancy. Okay. Yeah. See, in. see, there that's you how you buy a second pair. I'm all in. If they put out a hot pink pair, you know I'm in. I, mean, I know you are. <laughs> I don't need them. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that might be the whole show right there. <laughs> we wrap it up on the bean boot in fashion colors. Yes, blue, hot pink, chartreuse. There's Wait, what colors. was the original yeah. color? Um, Wasn't brown? brown. Yeah. Like a dark brown. brown with a tan bottom, with a chain link bottom. Okay, what's what is the next product that we're coming out with that you're excited about? Ooh, is there mm-hmm. anything Ballers. that's coming down the line that you're going to put in one of your houses? We're doing a line of bean boots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're doing boot trays for bean boots. Um, we are doing boot trays. You know, it's funny. I, I have to, some of it, you know, a lot of this is always driven by, you said, like, you know, that we put in our house. Like, I have some sconces that I... Um, don't love in um in our pool house okay and i was looking at ours but then i saw some that are coming down the pike and i'm like, Ooh, I kinda like, mm-hmm. I kinda like some of the okay. ones that are coming so i'm yeah. kind of waiting for for that one of the things <laughs> i think was asked what did we learn one of the things that we learned early on is take a product to market when it's ready if it's not ready just wait yeah mm-hmm. just wait even and if you're in love with working it working on it even if you're in love with it until it's right you just you know we've worked on products for years yeah. to get them right and you know sometimes we never get them right but sometimes we do but definitely just waiting until they're right before you know just don't force anything into the market you know yeah. you know into our into our line when it's not ready yeah those are some big mistakes do you ever do you have <laughs> you like live, a you feeling learn. when you know something's going to do well or do you really just have no idea um you know it de- you know it depends uh, for me, back when when I was over sourcing and I was traveling with the merchants all the time and really into you know I was I, I got to be you know around the product a little bit more in depth. Definitely, you know you can definitely say oh that's that's going to work. Um, I don't get to get quite as I don't get to do that as much as I used to. So, mm-hmm. um, but we have you know some some great people who are doing that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but you know sometimes sometimes definitely you know walk by like you said I love to walk by the 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 sourcing room and go hey and I always I always take a spin through there yeah and um and definitely i'll see products that's oh that's that's beautiful or that's great and that's really clever you mm-hmm. definitely you'll see that yeah or it's trash <laughs> or <laughs> sometimes it's something people are in love with and then it doesn't sell and it's yeah, just heartbreaking that is, that's sad. heartbreaking we were talking about a dining table the ryland dining table we're all in love with it it's beautiful and it's cool 
and nobody bought it. It's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder why, because it is so good. Is it like I too don't expensive? Know, but we're going to put it in our new podcast room. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> But well, we the have good to try. news have about to try. you have to, to keep trying, yeah. And, you know, and and it's everything can't be a hit. Nope, no. Nope. That's right, because if you're not right. failing, you're not trying right. hard enough. Oh, and there's there, and I will also say this too. There, there are products that I have like, like, are you sure about that? Okay, and they've turned into bestsellers. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know a lot of the you know the what's what. What value was the eye in the eye of the beholder? You know, it, yeah, right. it, it varies by it varies by people. You know, True. and and so it's hard to say, but sometimes you just you know you, just, you do your best and put them out there, and they they usually will vote, and they either make it or they yeah. don't. Yeah, I remember um, when we came out with that acrylic collection. I remember Phil being like, "I just don't know about that." Like he just he was very skeptical in turnover, but <laughs> I guess it did well. Felicity, yeah. yeah. I have two side tables. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and your Nala bench fits under it. That's right. I also got two Nala benches that fit mm-hmm. right under the Felicity side table. It's so cute. You guys get it. Okay, so get a Felicity side table and then put your Nala bench under it. And then you can pull it out for extra seating when you have people over. It is pretty cute. It's real cute. I put it in my guest room. I'll take a picture and show you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I feel like that's that our it? show. That yeah. is our show. Great. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. it Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. Find all the show notes for this episode at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. Send your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. We'll answer it on a future episode. And follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And until next time, happy happy decorating. decorating.